0: tuned in. in to Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. good evening everybody welcome along to the sunday edition of the weekend variety wireless Uh, yeah news from this week i'll just say straight up uh at the top of this program um the weekend variety wireless will not be continuing into next year uh you just deserve to know that i think and you've all been fabulous um probably comes no surprise as media stick with ta Mook coming on um this radio station's in it okay seven after eight o'clock Also, coming up this evening, read me a poem, Sam Hunt. I went and visited Sam in his tree hut, and he's marvellous. He can remember all the poems in his head. He doesn't read from a book, he just read reads I think the word is recite. Maybe it should be the new name of the thing.
1: Recite me a poem. And he's got some crackers, including when did I first start scribbling them down? The first one I know of, Graham, is um, after my mother died in 2004. I, I was put in charge uh, of a papers, you know, letters and things, you know, all that. Oh. And there was this poem written by Sam Hunt huh? in 19, uh, 1952. So that's the first one I'm aware of. Shall I say? It's very short. You were six. Seven. You will hear that poem later on
0: this evening, the very first poem he ever wrote. Hey, and thank you very much, Facebooker Trish, who suggested this whole idea of um, people just reading a poem. Um, I think it's going swimmingly. Next week, it's going to be Tim Finn. If he finally makes it in, um, we should be recording on Tuesday, all going well. Uh, Today, in 1874 november the 18th 1874 an absolutely horrific thing happened that would only get worse a ship carrying i think about 500 prospective new zealanders caught fire off the cape of good hope uh, 470 dead and the living would come to envy them.
2: Up to this point, they've been putting the bodies over the side, but eventually the decision is taken by unanimous agreement that they, they really just have to start living off the dead. And so, a couple of couple of the bodies are butchered, and uh, they get what fluid they can from the bodies as well. They drink their blood, basically. But they drink their blood, and of course, the blood doesn't flow in a dead body, so they need to create. They need to cut the the dead flesh and then tuck on it to to get through it out.
0: As good at the detail as John McChrystal. So we commemorate that one of New Zealand's worst civil disasters, although it goes ah, barely recognised today, 1874. So that's our shipwreck tale Uh, after 11 o'clock. Where's Jared? you might be asking, and the Outsiders? He's finishing off a book, so we're just letting him do that. We don't want to stress the guy. Um, He should be back in a week or two. And we've got plenty of things from the archive to keep you entertained. (laughs) <laughs> if you call that entertainment, yeah, have nice dreams as you go off to sleep at 12 o'clock. Uh, also, Phil Gifford this evening, the rugby guy. He's written a book, oh, well, it's, got, it's one of the, uh, those classic affairs of the amateur era of rugby. Lovely photographs and little stories. He will tell us the stories behind some of these lovely photographs later on this evening as well. That'll be around about the 9.30 mark. Not quite my grievance time yet. Grievance number 170. Tamar's here already. Hello, Tamar.
3: Hello.
0: We're on Media Stick this week, I think, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this is not a grievance. It's just, I just want to regale something that was kind of a special feeling. My grandmother's brother died in World War I. Yes. In the last week of the war. So... I go along to the war memorial thing at Auckland War Memorial Museum Mm. where they've got all those little crosses and if you find a relative of yours, you can take the cross. Mm. Uh, 1918 was the worst year of the war for New Zealand and so there were a lot to look through. How many? 10,000
3: or something? Are they chronological? No. Oh.
0: Random. Oh. Entirely, utterly random other than 1918. And so you have to be methodical, and I was very, very methodical doing three or four rows at once, and you have a look, you know, the name will stick out. And when you're walking along the very last row after two and a half hours, thinking, well, you've got to be here, don't you? It's a rather special feeling. Not there. After all that, not there at all. Um, Maybe someone nicked it.
3: Yeah, maybe That's somebody a b- else.
0: B- bit took of bad it. luck or another relative.
3: Or maybe. Who's not informed us has picked it up. Maybe you missed it. Oh, yes, yeah, okay,
0: to think that I could have. I don't mm. think I could have. I was really, really thorough and methodical. Oh, and in fact, other people have had a look for it as well.
3: Oh, might have been it. filed in a different year.
0: They could have cocked up it is not beyond the realm of human enterprise yeah. or mischief or just plain
3: dumbness quite, quite a big undertaking it is a big Pardon undertaking the pun. oh yeah oh, very good. sorry uh, that was very unintentional but it, in terms of that that exhibition mm. um it, it is quite the scale of it is yeah. quite significant it is so a thing. there is a potential of mistake having been made i would have, i would say i
0: know you're not supposed to find humor in such things but i did find some humor in one of the memorial crosses i put it up on facebook because i thought well mr cross i hope when you were alive you had a cracking sense of humor (laughs) because his name was a cross oh please so i took a photo there it is private a cross and that's exactly what it was okay (laughs) grievance time yes i've noticed it this week because the all blacks um, oh, they're on telly at the moment. They're playing this green team from Ireland.
3: Winning green team.
0: Winning green team from Ireland. Ireland. That's a country. It's called Ireland. Right?
3: Mm.
4: It's a big week for New Zealand-Ireland relations.
2: Ireland's certainly a good place to start from.
0: Yeah, that's how you say Ireland, isn't it? Mm. My grievance is, why do these people do this putting on of an accent-y thing when
5: pronouncing
0: Ireland. Have a listen.
5: The first ever ambassador to
0: Ireland in... Whoa, Ireland. Position, trade with Ireland is set to grow. But then, at the very end, she forgot to do it. Like she forgot to do a dance. Ireland
5: will be vital to New Zealand businesses. Last year it doubled its business with Ireland. uh ha uh Ha So Ha So, i would play that again. The first ever ambassador to Ireland in position, trade with Ireland is set to grow. Ireland will be vital to New Zealand businesses. Last year it doubled its business with Ireland.
0: So you do it sometimes, you don't do it others. I think it's just pretentious posturing. Yeah. And why is it just the Irish? I mean, you may as well do a frickin' dance or something, yeah. It
2: does. Yeah.
3: It does sound a little bit like she's sort of the first ever briefly putting on a leprechaun voice. Trade with Ireland is set to grow. Ireland will be
5: vital to New Zealand businesses. Ireland. Stop it.
0: Yeah. We don't do it for the Scots. No. We don't say Scotland or Glasgow. We don't do it for the French, we don't say Paris, we don't do it for the Germans, we don't say Munich. Um, I'm sticking with Peking, I might actually bring back Siam, I think that's a fabulous name for a country. <laughs> I mean, the Thais, they can, they're big and ugly enough, aren't they? They can put up with me calling it Siam. They've still got a king of Siam, haven't they? Do they? The Thai king. Is Isn't he the that... king of Siam? Oh, must be. Oh. That's Siam. He's the king.
3: Okay. He's the
0: king of Siam. All right, that's my grievance. Over with. I feel much better. Uh, Media stick with is up next. There you go.
1: Ah, weekend, weekend. Variety. Wireless. The baby understands. Stands. sing
2: Stand. Stand. finger fugal highs in the south.
1: You're not on Twitter. Basically, it's the route
0: of madness.
2: Al-Qaeda is a lethally dangerous man. No. Uh,
0: Tamar, hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, first up, I suppose, it's got to be the biggest media news this week. We can't avoid it. We no. just happen to be the news this week. Yeah. Uh, that Radio Live is going to merge with a magic station, which is a music station, and the magic people are going to be run, running it sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So this show's not going to be part of that new show. Mm. Drivers and...
3: AM show.
0: AM show and the farmy thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And home and garden. Mm. So good on you, Tony Morrell. But mm. everything else, so it's a big change. Big
3: change. I, do you feel I, a bit like Judy Bailey reading about her own payout?
0: That was a weird thing, wasn't it, when she had to do that? I felt I, I can't, I should maybe recuse myself and use that new word. Um, but I, I don't feel great. Animus, it's not a great week. I, I'm not happy. No. But I don't want to rag on anyone. I, oh. I don't know if it's going to work or if it's not. But I'm not the boss. Mm. Am I? No. What do you think?
3: Um, I think it's a bloody shame. Really. Mm. That's pretty much the state of it. Um... And I'm a bit confused about what the new thing will...
0: Sound like, sound yeah. Sound like, because yeah. I'm
3: not quite sure how you, you know...
0: Mix the two.
3: Mix the two and It has been tried
0: before. And already a sports started playing a whole lot of music. They pretended to be half hierarchy for uh, a while. Uh. And they... They gave that six months until people had just finally had enough. And they, <laughs> they just
3: it. Um, yeah, and I don't quite understand how that will work as well with the existing magic, mm. breakfast and drive things and all that sort of... I, 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 I guess all that will come to light.
0: I, yeah, I suspect um, someone's got a whiteboard marker yes. in their hand right now. Yes. Uh, in, at a meeting around a table, they're discussing how it's all going to work. Yes. There may be a Venn diagram.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay, Colin Peacock, Media Watch. So this is this media watch watching Colin watching the media watching us. Yeah, so which it's is just, like just like a hall of mirrors, really, isn't it?
3: Absolute hall of mir- mirrors, <laughs> and more meta than meta can go, yeah. really.
0: Okay, here he is. Good on you, Colin.
5: Now Radio Live was launched back in 2005 as the new voice of talk radio. The chief executive at the time, Brent Impey, said the company was determined to impact the landscape of news and information radio in New Zealand. He promised programs more like public radio ones and was probably pleased when some of the critics called it national radio with ads. And Radio Live certainly was different. For example, it had Sunday Business, the country's only dedicated long-form business show, on air until 2015. And eclectic weekend shows like Weekend Variety Wireless are still going strong. And they're a real counterpoint to the news and sport-based chat that's on air elsewhere.
0: Oh, we've got a big famous scientist and documentary maker this evening, Brian Cox. He's up tonight as well. Science as a, as a profession,
2: if you're a research scientist, he's pretty much been wrong all the time. And then just now and again, it turns out that you're not wrong and you're
0: delighted. He should be on Coronation Street. He should make some cameo. Just walk into the Rover's Return and talk about quantum entanglement or something. But none of them pulled in as many lists. Now here's a funny thing. Mm. See, so he mentioned the weekend variety wireless and actually played some of me. And this is I got a little bit excited, mm. like a huge fool that I am. It's the same as being excited if your name's read out on the news that the, the, the cops are looking for you, basically, <laughs> or the judge is passing sentencing. Yeah. Because like, I sentence
5: you, Graham Hill. To oh, he said the name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
5: What a goose. Anyway, here's more on as News Talk ZB, which has dominated the market for talk radio, since it was spun off from the formerly RNZ-owned 1ZB in 1987. So a separate stream called Magic Talk will occupy Radio Live's existing frequencies next year, and it will be run by the music side of the business, not the news side. And Media Watch understands that Magic's music from the 50s, 60s and 70s will fill the evening hours. Media Watch has also been told that as many as 18 journalist jobs are on the line in all this, among them those of some of the well-known hosts. And listeners who valued that new voice in talk radio now have one less option to News Talk ZB at most hours of the day.
0: He's a level head, as uh, Colin Peacock, and we do appreciate being able to nick all of the great work that he's
3: done. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, So we just move on?
3: Well, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say about that. No, it's a bit oh what? crap, really, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Here's a weird thing that is happening.
3: Oh. It's. Well,
0: it's almost a public hysteria now, a moral panic about lime scooters. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's here's the proof that it's gone completely mad. Uh, I heard this on the news, but I. I forgot to pick up the audio, but it won't matter.
3: Is this a, can I just interrupt? Is this an Auckland-only thing? Are Lime Scooters in other parts of the country? Oh, this is a terribly ignorant thing for me to ask. But mm. are they in main centres or are they...?
0: I, a- they're not in Dunedin yet. I think there's a, there's a revolt amongst uh, the people about whether they, Dunedin can cope. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't think they're in Riverton. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you Ribbiton. what, there was I'd one out in and, just gagging for them.
3: There was one out in um, deep, deep Deep Henderson. Was it? Yeah, somebody had got it, it all makes it the far. way out there. Yeah, it's, it's, and then it was just parked. I want to say this: it was just parked on the side of Henderson Valley Road.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens. I know, it's a somebody, new world.
3: Somebody had just dumped it there, but it was like the most rural stop for a lime scooter i reckon it's the most deeply rural lime scooter that, uh, that's a here's a challenge
0: yeah it's, it's like real life pokemon yeah. there's one there where's the I most want, remote lime where scooter where is the most
3: remote lime scooter because i reckon you have
0: got to have an app to find out where one is you'd you'd probably be able to do that wouldn't you yeah Just, where is true one?
3: true true well yeah do i don't think, know mm, unsure well, I anyway tr- i haven't
0: tried one yet i've i've no, got, neither I've got have I a I bike I. I've got to buy. Uh, this moral panic about the scooters, is there's the proof. This was a news item. Uh, both on radio and in print. I'm going for the print version. <laughs> oh, I might just get the outrage thing ready. Here we go. <laughs> Twenty seconds. That's the amount of time it took for a brazen Lime scooter rider to spot a courier package being delivered to a Grey Lynn apartment before sweeping in to steal it. They're connecting the scooter with the crime. With the
3: crime. The fact is, is that that guy, presuming it was a guy, I'm just guessing. Mm. I think I saw the footage actually. Yeah, it was it looked like a guy. Presumably, if he had been walking past or skateboarding past or rollerblading past, if it was nineteen ninety four, uh, it might have swiped the same bloody package. No,
0: no, no, no! It's what happens is when ordinary, law-abiding citizens get on a scooter, they become they tu- criminals. They turn into zombie criminals. Right. That's what the power of the scooter is. Just turns people into. <laughs> Just uh,
3: mindless, mindless uh, yeah. criminal activity uh, in, uh, yeah. is, is, is... Instant. Instant. It's, it's how it happens.
0: It'll be a defence now, the scooter made me do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a moral panic now,
3: isn't it? Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Just be courteous on the footpaths. I think it's a neat thing that's happening. It's a thing of a madman's dreams, really. This is the future we were promised.
3: Yeah, I was on a film set today and we were filming in a street. And it was not a long street, Cross Street, Auckland. Mm. You might know it.
0: Named and after the World War I soldier, Mr A-Cross. <laughs> there
3: you go. Everything is connected. Anyway, one of the crew was just whizzing up and down the street on it because it was, you know, it's there. a good couple of hundred metres and you've got to get from one end to the other and he was just whizzing up and down. Marvellous. All a bit of
0: fun. Yeah. Be nice, be considerate, get on with it. I think it's marvellous. Okay. Now, John, and Ben, mm. their show got canned too. Yeah. Uh, this from Police Ten Seven. Do you want to explain?
3: Yeah, well, so Police Ten Seven is is essentially the opposition to Owen and Ben and has always been quite a strong ratings juggernaut for mm. TVNZ. Um, and presumably, you could be blamed maybe for some of the demise of of the show because obviously the time slot was changed for John and Ben into seven thirty Thursday, so then it was up against Police Ten Seven, which is this huge success. Right. So, I saw this on the internet and I, this week and I thought it was very, um, it just amused me and I thought, what good sports Jono and Ben are generally to let themselves be taken the piss off so often and so well and so regularly, but also the humour of the Police ten seven team to put this together. Mm. It's not the most, you know, tongue in cheeky kind of show.
0: No, Always but is this pile. done in good spirit or are they just going ha-ha? No,
3: I think it's done in good spirit. Okay, here it is.
0: Before we kick into Police Ten Seven 7 this week, let's take a look at this week's least wanted list. This week's least wanted is these two wannabe comedians who go by the names of Jono and Ben. Both have terrible tattoos and a love of bad jokes. One is very, very bored. The other has the body of a seven-year-old boy. Last seen Thursday nights at 7.30, but not by many people. In all seriousness, boys, all the best. And if I pull you over in the future, at least there's a chance you'll be on a top-rating show for a change. Please stand seven. Well, wow, so that's not Keith. I haven't watched it in a while. Keith no, Bracey. The, Keith Bracey's not on it
3: anymore. There's a new bloke. Ah. Yeah. The other one retired.
0: He used to give out little badges for citizens that are dobbed in.
3: Ah.
0: Oh. People. I wonder a man, I would love one of those badges. Here you go, little boy. Please stand seven badge. If you, anyone has ever, it must have been probably in the 70s that they, he was giving them out, Keith Bracey who look like cat weasel.
3: Dobbers. Yeah. Dobbers got a badge.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Grasses, Dobbers, and nags. Is it? Lags. (laughs) Lags, Laggers. Yeah. Laggers. Where's my smokes, B? Laggers. Got a prize. Yeah. If if anyone was ever given one, oh, I just want to see one again. What do you search for on eBay? I don't know.
3: Could be a collector's item. I think so. These days. All
0: right. Um... Now having to read out your own sacking on the radio. Yeah, while
3: well, we're still going on about that, just <laughs> tirelessly well, revisit,
0: revisiting it again.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: this <laughs> is well, no. um,
3: well, this was this for me <laughs> when I stumbled across this. This was a actually sometimes you don't have it quite as bad as other people. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? I mean, that's why I sent it to we you. We could think actually. of
0: Yemen, but we could also <laughs> think of. This newsreader in Israel?
3: Yeah, so this newsreader in Israel who, um, this is actually a, a piece from a few months back, um, and she's on the public broadcasting channel, and she was reading the news, and this is basically her reading live the decision from the parliament that they were going to close down the channel. Right. Now, it's in Hebrew, so you're not going to understand, this, oh, well, I shouldn't presume that people won't understand the language, People may not understand the language. The not video, so yeah, The video is captioned, um, but I'll give it a go. I've got, I've got it here. I've got it in front of me. You're so going to
0: do it as... as it's, oh we well we want to hear the emotion.
3: Yeah, you want to hear the emotion. I'll throw in a few words when she says a few key things.
0: Okay. I can pause at any time. Yeah. It's, it's, guess what I... Had, because the show's not running into next year, I may as well just let out all the secrets. Mm. You know how I play all this amazing audio, folks? It's this new thing called a... Compact disc. Yeah. I still find it the most obedient. Anyway, this is He plays com- it
3: off a compact disc. Compact disc player.
0: It's got ten
3: So she's announcing breaking news. That's what she starts with. She goes, here's some breaking news. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, Oh, actually, this is our last show.
4: Okay. <laughs> last I to 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 the of the It the is not I to the
3: pause it. She actually talks about the fact. She basically says, this is our last show, and so this programme is actually irrelevant. Oh. oh. I picked
0: up Knesset. I got that bit. That, that's there you the go. government, That's the parliament.
3: It? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank, Thank you. you. קצה הביתי המקצועי המון שנים, המון רגעים קשים והמון רגעים
4: טובים ובסוף הרבה אנשים הולכים הביתה ואני מקווה בבתשים סעוד דרכה המקצועית כמו גם מקווה שהשינורות סיבורי ימשיך להיות חזק גם אם ימשיך להתקיים במתכונת החכת במקום אחר עכשיו נכניס את הקלטות ונקווה להמשך פרטים מוספים ושהתמונה תתבהר מהר ולא כפי שהרה עד היום בדיוני הכנסת
0: uh, you she can talks feel about the emotion. People
3: losing jobs and things yeah. like that. Yeah, you definitely can feel emotion. And that is, uh, that's got to be the hardest thing. You know.
0: Second, I reco- I took my hat off to the people at TVNZ when they announced Greg Boyd's death and yes. it, they, they did the news.
3: Yes. And in my um, doomsday searching on the internet for clips of newsreaders reading about terrible news that related to themselves, just because I was trying to find things to make us feel better. Um, (laughs) I also found uh, footage of of an incredible piece, which was shared very widely across news platforms internationally, of an Indian newsreader who was reading the news about a car accident in which three occupants had died. And as she was reading it, describing the car, it it dawned on her that that was her husband and she read for the next 10 minutes. She kept doing the broadcast. It was quite...
0: Heartless bitch. God, that's something, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Oh. She didn't know for sure, but I think that it, you, there was the moment of, of, you know, it dawning on her that uh. sort of came over her. Awful, 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 yeah. awful. Anyway. Okay. So there you go. It's it's crap, but other people can have it crapper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 26 away from 9 o'clock. Media stick with Ta Mook and myself. More to come. But <laughs> weekend. Variety. Wireless. Yeah, sh- sh- shocking to find out Keith Bracey is no longer doing Police 10-7. Um, and sad news along those sort of lines that mm. Brian Priestley died uh, at the age of 92. He was a fixture on television doing this sort of thing for s- grown-ups. Wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. yeah. Brian Priestley, um, he did the media review, and Colin Peacock, are oh, we're just going to nick from him again because he's better than us, um, giving...
3: Am I showing my age? Possibly.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, Brian Priestley, uh, Colin Peacock, a, a salute
5: to him. When he appeared on Media Watch back in 2004, Brian Priestley really wanted to get across this last message about journalism before he
2: finished. Now, could I just make the point? There are a few stories which are that difficult to understand, provided you have good journalists who know how to present them. That's the problem. Great, I think we'll end on that. See you, Brian. Right. Right. Cheers. Bye, bye.
5: And when Brian Priestley signed off from Fourth Estate in 1988, he addressed his final
2: thoughts to his viewers like this. In the end, you know, it all depends on you. If the programme's no good, switch off. If television and radio give you rotten local news, read your local papers. If the article or the writer is second-rate, complain. Somebody, somewhere, is usually trying to take an intelligent view of things. Why not look for them? Ah, well, um, that's all, I think. It's been good talking to you. Good night. Sorry, we're abusing
0: Colin Peacock's good work there, but uh, the. Um, I thought why not leave Colin Peacock in there because well, he, he did a nice job. And, and look,
3: you know,
0: I could just taken. He's going to
3: continue this next year. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, Brian Priestley, I could have just played that audio, but then I'd have to say that I have nicked it from somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So that saves me the job.
3: <laughs> not oh. that we've given up.
0: No. Uh, Now, Darcy Waldegrave, Radio Sport, former colleague of mine. Uh, Remarkable call. It's kind of self-explanatory,
3: isn't it? It is kind of self-explanatory. And the only reason that I came across it was because it was on the spin-off. Because I'm not a massive sports fan, as you and I both Mm -hmm. knew. You're well aware of this. And I wouldn't normally be listening to Radio Sport. Mm. But uh, I listened to it. Even when the All
0: Blacks were playing Ireland. (laughs)
3: Not even, uh-huh. Stephen. Uh, but this, yes, it was just a good bit of radio. It is self-explanatory, yeah. I think. Here
4: we go. Leon McDonald's perfect timing because the Auckland team is starting to get their act together. The, I call them, because there's a lot of brown players and a lot of white players in the Auckland team, I call them um, Sambos, but the, the Sambos need a... What? uh Sorry, Sorry? Oh, I'm, I'm just trying. You're going down a colour route here that I'm distinctly uncomfortable no, it's, it's with. A, what, what, what are you, no, what are you anyway, saying? Anyway, it doesn't matter anyway. What well, does the matter? Play, the brown players, or whatever you want to call them. Well, they're players. they players. They need, they need a, a players. Bit of direction. No, they don't, Steve. That's ridiculous. We're, 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 how old are you? This is an why, archaic why concept. Is that why is that ridiculous? You cannot tell me that the colour of a person's skin denotes their attitude and how they need to be coached. And you cannot tell me across the board because this person is this tone, they react in this manner to a coach. That is nonsense, Steve. It's insane. Every person I, I know needs to be treated in a different manner. And it does not in any way, shape or form matter about what their skin colour is as to how they're going to react. I know reckless brown people. I know smart brown people. I know reckless white people. I know easily trained white people. You can't say because they're brown, they need to be coached a particular way, Steve. You should be ashamed of yourself. I grew up with them, mate. Yeah, you didn't say didn't with them. This. There you go again. I've got to ask what generation are you from, Steve, because this is alarming to me. You're
0: ignorant, No, 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 I'm not ignorant. You're a racist. Yeah? That's it. It was a thing. It was a thing. When was the last time anyone heard even the word Sambo? It's just nutty, isn't it?
3: I did feel like... was it? I you? thought it was
0: a... you a troll?
3: I thought, are you a troll?
0: But then that angry reaction, I grew up with them, mate, that sounded, oh, you're not a troll.
3: No, that uh, not at all. Felt quite felt a little bit Australian to me. Like, i uh, that's the sort of level of racism that yeah. I used to be appalled by when I lived in Australia. Uh, I don't really... Yeah. Mm. It, it shocked me that it exists in New Zealand and, and perhaps it shouldn't, mm. according to typo. What a
0: nice vociferous uh, reply from Darcy uh, yes, Waldegrave. just brave, so. shut
3: down without, mm. you know, oh, any dilly-dally.
2: Very yes,
0: well-wanted. Um, <sighs> It's shooting fish in a barrel, really. People can mispronounce things, but it won't stop us from having a point to get out and having some fun. All
4: Wendy, right. Wendy! A drug foundation study says decriminalisation,
0: the use of all drugs <laughs> and allowing the legal sale of cannabis will benefit Kiwis and the economy. Decriminalising. Bless. We'll be speaking with Greg Fortane, the chair of the Plain English Awards. Yes. Uh, he'll be up, we'll have a brief chat with him uh, just a little bit before nine and see if decriminalising has made it anywhere. <laughs> Drunk Raccoons, I love
3: this. Oh, it's just Tucker Carlson, our favourite, American uh, news, Fox News host. Mm. Um, just kind of an idiot. I, I haven't
0: even missed Bill O'Reilly because no. Hannity's there he's worse. Yeah Hannity's
3: is... there and Tucker is there. Tucker's yeah. just like the stupid cousin that's reading the news but <laughs> what I love about this piece is is the sort of public I think it's self explanatory once you play it but the public service um, uh, you know the importance of delivering this news to the community is really overplayed mm.
0: It's beautiful We have repeatedly warned you about the threat that zombie raccoons may pose to this country. But raccoons don't have to be zombies to be a danger. In the state of West Virginia, a new crisis has emerged, drunk raccoons. Police in the town of Milton, West Virginia, are warning residents there about, quote, staggering and disoriented raccoons who are roaming the streets. Officers say the animals have eaten fermented crab apples and become intoxicated and not fully responsible for their behavior. So far, the drunk raccoons and the zombie raccoons have not made contact or mated, but the situation is fluid, and we're going to be monitoring it for developments, which we'll bring to you.
3: That is like an Onion article. Yeah. Come on.
0: It's beautiful, isn't it? Isn't it? it? Absolutely beautiful.
3: The zombie raccoons and the drunk raccoons haven't Mm. mated. Stop.
0: Okay. I... Do you get millionitis every now and again, when a massive figure is trotted out breathlessly, without explanation? Mm-hmm. Um, I first noticed the, the effect of millionitis when uh, during the Occupy thing that was happening at oh. Altier Square and around the world. So yeah. uh, down in Auckland, there's a thing called Altier Square. They've got grass there. Yes. And some people put tents up and they occupied. When they left, the grass had gone yellow. Yes. And the reporter says it's going to cost $5 million to repair it. Uh, uh, uh what? OK, this is a serious thing. Um, all the best to the Pike River people, but this nonetheless is another piece of millionitis. I don't understand. Kia ora. Good evening. The Pike River families are calling it a historic moment of truth and justice. Confirmation of re-entry of the mine and tubing the bodies of 29 of their loved ones. Expert teams will go in using the single-entry plan, utilising the existing entrance and access tunnel. This will cost a total of $36 million. How? $36 million? Okay, that's just an example of millionitis. It's when it gets spoken and everyone goes...
3: "Mm -hmm." You sort of want to see the budget lines a little bit, eh? Yeah, how the the thing
0: works. Who are they hiring the digger from? And whatever the hell they're going to do. Mm.
3: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you don't understand. Is this the cheapest contractor? Yeah, that's right. It's hard when you don't understand exactly what's going to take to get in there. But it does seem Mm. preposterous.
0: Fair enough. It's going to be harder than... Uh, the oper- operation Altier Square. Reinstating the, the grass. grass. Mm.
3: That okay. grass is over the l- top of a car park. It shouldn't really make a difference. Maybe yeah. there's some drainage issue. issues. Maybe. Can I also just comment that he said ahistoric?
0: Yeah, that sounded funny, eh? Mm. You can say not... an historic or a historic with a little <clears throat> a yeah. his- a historic or an historic. An, an H. Ahistoric yeah. sounds funny. Does sound funny. Not quite as funny as decriminalising, but you'll get there, Simon. So
3: there you go, Simon and Wendy. We've picked picked, <laughs> picked you to bits. That's <laughs> about it. Uh, oh dear. Hilary Barry
0: now from the same channel. That's TV One.
3: Mm. She interviewed Michael Bublé. I mainly picked this out because I was so underwhelmed, so underwhelmed by the entire thing, and then I actually started to get angry. Oh. At the end of it, I think just play it.
0: Okay, here's Hillary. And you've got to remember Hillary, you are um, representing TVNZ, you're an employee of TVNZ, and,
5: and I understand that you like Michael Michael Goodway, you're a fan. What's I not to it. like? He's I a lovely it, man,
3: he's been through so much, and yet he still produced an album for his fans to say thank
0: you. You've got to maintain your professional journalistic integrity oh, no, when I you're don't. doing those interviews. No, I don't. You do! It's not
3: Q&A, babes.
5: It's... you've got... you were clearly get, You <laughs> might as well have got a room.
0: Oh, steady on! Well. It I mean, was a bit of, har- you know, it was just a bit of harmless fun. Well,
2: what happened afterwards? He loved my I,
5: I was told that.
0: that I went for drinks went a with my longer. producer. Is she picking up some Anika isms by osmosis?
3: That's this. That, therein lies my rage. Oh. When Jeremy Wells becomes the straight man. Oh. Uh,
0: um, <sighs> That's
3: and and. I'm sorry. Tamar's grievance. Yes, Tamar's grievance number 824 (laughs) probably. (laughs) But when current affairs in this country Mm. is going down the Googler, certainly in prime time, that shit doesn't help. Okay. And I'd like a little bit more seriousness to go on. I know it's an interview with Michael Bublé. I don't really give a toss about Michael Bublé, to be perfectly honest. But don't. I, I feel like it's undermining seven o'clock primetime current affairs television. And mm. I don't like it. Anyway. Good. It's all just... It just made me feel like everything's all about having a laugh. Shows you care. Sometimes it Mom, is about having care. a laugh. And yeah, sometimes it's not. All
0: right. Uh, National Radio this week. I think they... I suspect they felt very kind of proud of themselves that they got a really big get. But I have some questions about the quality of the get. Carol Shrewbeck, you know, the oh, Czech yeah. check
3: oh, drug yeah, dealer well,
0: guy. Yeah. They got the mother. The mum, yeah. yeah. And uh, got the cheque translated. And oh, lovely Bridget um, uh, was reading the translation. But anyway, this is how it went-ish.
3: So,
2: your son is a convicted drug dealer many people will think he does not deserve to live in new zealand what do you say to that
3: mama
0: i am very sorry for that it is very hard for me as a mother to believe that but since he was convicted i have to accept it but if he really did something like that he is paying the consequences he probably reconsidered everything
3: in his head and wouldn't do anything like that again. I know English is hard for you, Mila, but could you try just in a few words in
2: English to tell me your feelings for your son? I love my son as a uh, parent, and I, I wish him a better life in the future, safe, safe life with love with loved
3: partner and uh, change his life
5: forever. Uh,
2: he is not not bad person. My. <laughs> I'm sorry. For...
0: Well, uh, it's certainly leaning on the emotional quotient. But to ask a mother what she thinks of her son, mm. I wonder if mm. that's really a good get. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: interesting. There's some good bits in there about uh, she was worried about his security. Mm. But how you feel about your son mm. and that he's a good boy? Really, he's mm. a good boy. Is uh, it's I one I of those logical him. fallacies yes. that people run with? I love they him think and as a news. parent.
3: Yes, of
0: course you do. And what are you going to? Yeah, um, So uh, Dylan Boucher, the basketball player. Um, he blindsided a guy with his elbow once, it's on film, you mm. can see it, mm. you can, just, and it just clonked him. And I was saying, God, God, that's a piece of work, isn't it? And, when I was on the radio, and was, I think it was his girlfriend or something, a mother or some, a relative, rang up and said he's not like that. But he just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I could replay it. Yeah, he's not. But he's not like that. People, people do say that. You know. Anyway, um, <coughs> Dylan did extremely well thereafter. Now, there's a book by Jamie White. Don't be put off because he was leader of the ACT Party and made a bit of a dog's breakfast of it. Um, the
3: very same one. Yeah. Is
0: it? It's a marvellous book. It's really, really good, because oh. he's a philosophy dude, uh, professor. Crimes Against Logic, it's called, and he addresses this thing, and I think it's really worthy. I'll just read a little bit out. It's one of those sort of fallacies about victims. No one... Oh, here we go. 1995. Lee Betts, a British schooled girl, died after taking the drug ecstasy at a party. Ever since, newspaper articles about a suggested liberalisation of drug laws also report her father's outraged reaction to the idea. Why? How has Mr Betts' suffering made him an expert on the effects of drug laws on public health, crime, individual liberty and so on? If it hasn't, why should we be interested in his opinion on the matter? Mr. Betts is not alone in being elevated through tragedy. Victims of London's Paddington Station rail crash of 1999 are now consulted on public transport policy and there are suggestions that crime victims should be involved in sentencing the convicted. Perhaps the journalists and politicians who approach policy information in this way are genuinely concerned for the victims whose causes they espouse, but that's beside the point. Suffering does not bestow expertise. Believing what victims believe does not make you more likely to be right. So, it's much more where that comes from. Mm. So do you ask a mother, what are we getting? Uh, uh, how do you feel about your son? I'm his mother. Yeah. I'm gonna say he's all right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah. Defend him to the hilt. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: Yep. Oh, all right. Uh, New Zealand Accents of the Week, it's another triple crown event in bronze medal place. Third place, uh, we have Apiarist of Canterbury.
2: Probably now we're a bit lucky with, with
0: um, Manuka Honey being being the in thing at the, at the moment. And in second place, the silver medal goes to Twizel, come on down, Karen McDiamond.
3: Twizel is going through a huge change. It's become a
0: destination. It's sort of like where Wanaka was 30 years ago. And with all respect and thoughts, but you get the gold. And you get the gold, not but you get the gold, it's a thing to be proud of. A lovely thick New Zealand accent from a Pike River relative. Tamar, thank you.
3: Thank you. Well, we do want them out, don't we? You know, yeah, we We do. do. That's the most important thing, but whether we'll get them all out's going to be the hardest part.
1: The weekend variety. Wireless.
0: I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too, because I think it's a really, really groovy thing. The Read Me A Poem series, thank you so much. Facebook Trish for actually suggesting it tonight. We've got Sam Hunt.
1: When did I first start scribbling them down? The first one I know of, Graham, is um, after my mother died in 2004. I was put in charge of the papers, you know, letters and things, you know, all that. Mm. And there was this poem written by... Sam Hunt in uh, 1952. So that's the first one I'm aware of. Shall I say? It's very short. You were six? Seven.
0: Yeah, so he does Regale, the very first poem he wrote. He goes to some lengths, actually, to say I don't, I don't write, I won't do the impersonation. I don't, I don't write poems. I do. They're in his head, and even the great, you know, W. B. Yeats and things like that. He's got them all in his head. That's quite a thing to see uh, when you can. We managed to spot him in the wild. I went and visited him at his uh, lovely tree hut. So I'm looking forward to that, and. I recommend you do too. And also, I suppose it should come with a warning, really. Uh, Today is the anniversary of the Cospatrick disaster. Oh, my goodness. 470 dead, it was a ship, and caught fire off the coast of the Cape of Good Hope. But if we're going to say, do... Ireland, for the Irish, we should say, Cape of Good Hope. Uh, the Cospatrick caught fire, uh, 470 dead. They were the lucky ones. Up
2: to this point, they've been putting the bodies over the side, but eventually the decision is taken by unanimous agreement that they, they really just have to start living off the dead. And so a couple of couple of the bodies are butchered, and uh, they get what fluid they can from the bodies as well. They drink their blood, basically. But they drink their blood. And of course, the blood doesn't flow in a dead body, so they need to, create, they need to cut the the dead flesh
0: and then suck on it to, to get it out. Thank you so much, John McChrystal, for all that great work that you've done on the shipwreck Tales Act, that it's its anniversary today, 1874, November the 18th it was. Jared uh, Hindmarsh is finishing writing a book, so we're not putting great pressure on at the moment for a fresh outsider. We visit the Plain English Awards after new sport and weather at nine o'clock. Skeptical thoughts, we have a look at the Skeptics Conference, which happened this weekend. And Phil Gifford in studio talking about his new book, Black Boots. It's your classic photograph with text thing.